And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. If you could do me a big favor, please like, share, review the podcast if you would like to support the show and help it grow. Help me get better equipment. Help me bring you a better situation. And as you can see right now, I obviously need some help with lighting because this little ring light's not doing the job. My lighting has always been kind of crappy. It's going to get better when I get into the home studio, but I'm also going to need some soft boxes and things like that. Um, if you would like to do that, please support the Patreon. You can go to patreon.com and search West Tankersley. Help support shaping success. I wanted to talk to you about a couple things today before we get to the law of receptivity, which is the end of this book that I've been listening to or reading. Um, and uh, we'll cover that a little bit in a minute. I wanted to talk about a comment that I got on uh, YouTube, which I think is kind of crazy to listen to. It's funny. Here's the thing with like TikTok and with shorts and with reels and things like that, which is a one minute clip, which the idea is to put this one minute clip out there for people to see it so that they can be directed to want to go listen to the rest of the stuff that you do. This doesn't always happen. Actually, I probably would say that the turnover rate on that is very low considering like maybe you get one or two people from a reel, depending on how many people watch it, right? Or a TikTok or a short. And it's crazy because they make a snap judge of it based on something that you say for one minute, which I understand. I used to get really worked up about comments that I got on some stuff because people don't agree with you. And I understand that. And we talked about that before. It's like, just because they don't agree with you doesn't mean that there's not value in their opinion. And this person made a comment yesterday on my YouTube and on a reel that I had posted. And the reel basically said that you can, you can outgrow people. It is okay to outgrow people, to move on from them, all right? And everything that you see can be um, looked at in certain ways, right? Like they can see it in a different light than what you're talking about. And so here's the comment that I got. And, you know, I maybe I've read it a couple times just kind of thinking about it and thought that it'd be a great thing to respond to because I think that people get lost in the fact that when you outgrow someone, then you must let them go because they're not there for your growth, right? And I'm talking about people who are tearing you down and do not want to see you grow and want to continue to watch you suffer because they think that if they are not suffering or if you're not suffering then, and they are, then you're not on the same page. And I completely disagree with that. So I think that you can outgrow people. I, I think that you can move on from them if they do bring you down, if they do not help make your life positive or better or move you forward. Because if people are constantly tearing you down over and over again, how do you feel about it? What do you do? How do you react to that? So here's the comment, okay? It says, or, so basically what I said was, it is okay to outgrow people. And then the comment is, or, are you just the type of person that keeps people around that are going through shit and being around them makes you feel better about yourself? And when they are succeeding in life, it makes you feel shitty about your own. So then you decide to outgrow them. And that's not what I meant by that post. Because there are people in your life that are going through shit, right? There are people in your life that are going through hard times. And if they continually go through hard times, something has got to change, right? So at what point do you decide that you've outgrown those people? There are people who build a life around having other people do stuff for them. And I think it's very apparent when you see that. 
It's like people look at their life. We talked about life not being transactional. People look at their life as, as what can you do for me to help me, right? And I don't look at things that way. Like when I give, when I help someone, when I do something, when I say something to someone, when I want them to grow, when I want to motivate them to build them up, I give it without the expectation that something is coming back from me or coming back from them. Because I, I'm not, if, if, if I don't do it, then I don't feel like I should do it, you know? So I think people need to understand that. I think that if you think about it, just because you have a shitty situation in your life and it's over and over again, if you're that person who is like, oh, hey, I need money for this, I need money for that, you always need money for that. Like you're always asking other people to help you, but you're not doing anything for yourself to make that better. then that's a problem. You don't need to be around those people. There are some people who refuse to grow. There are some people who refuse to do things for themselves and blame it on circumstances. And I am not that type of person. I'm not going to blame the things that go wrong in my life on circumstances. I take responsibility for my actions and work through that. I have been through some situations in my life that I did not think was fair, right? But I took what it was and I moved on and I did what I had to do with it. And that's, you know, to me, this comment, and I appreciate this person making this comment, but I also feel like, and, and maybe I'm misinterpreting. I'm going to post a TikTok video about it so you guys can kind of see because I want to respond to it in that way as well. But when a, when a friend of yours is going through some shit, right? When they have problems, when they got something, maybe they're going through a divorce, right? And it continues to knock them down. They got a divorce, then people take their money, then they... You know, you know, like you have to pay alimony, you got to pay child support. You have all these things going wrong for you, right? And you're not making ends meet and you can't make it work or whatever. And this is just a hypothetical situation, right? You have two choices. You can freaking strap your boots on and keep moving forward. Or you can woe is me and drag everyone down with you, right? And I'm okay with regrouping, right? But you have a certain amount of time that you can regroup in. And if you cannot move forward, because there's always taking a few steps back or taking a lateral move, you know, to get yourself straight, and you expect other people to do that for you, that's a problem. Excuse me. How long are you going to stew in your proverbial shit before you decide to do something for yourself? There's this phrase that you've probably heard a million times, you can lead a horse water, but you can't make a drink. There are times when people can help you do things like, you know, say that situation is happening and they can't afford to pay their child support, they can't afford to pay their rent, they can't afford, afford to do those things. What can they do to make their life better? How can they fix that situation? What may they need to sacrifice in order to get to where they need to go? And so, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with that comment. I, it's, you can be empathetic. So you can have some empathy for that person and you can, you know, help them move along for a certain amount of time. But at what point do you decide that enough is enough and they are not doing enough for themselves? And that's the hard part. And I don't know this person. I'm just looking at this comment and I'm reading it and I'm thinking about it myself and how I would relate that to my life because that's what I do. I don't get a ton of comments on YouTube, but uh, sometimes I do. It's like someone, it just hit them wrong, right? Like they may have taken interpreted it a different way than I, than I meant for them to interpret it. And 
I may be interpreting this the wrong way. So that's the nice thing about being objective about things is that you can have that conversation. And I will have this conversation with other people in my life today to just kind of discuss and figure out and, and think of what they, you know, what they have to say about it. But I am not that type of person that's just going to walk away from someone if they keep going through shit. But I'm also the type of person that will only take so much of it. Years and years of complaining woe is me and not doing anything about it and observing their behavior and it's not conducive to growing, then at some point they got to learn on their own. And it may be best to cut them off because that may be the very best thing that you can do to help them to grow. Because sometimes people refuse to grow when you continue to give them handouts of whatever it is, monetary value, verbal value. Value is something that is not just monetary, right? But if people are asking you for money all the time and you continue to give them money and the pattern develops over and over again, hey, here's your money. Hey, I need money for rent. I can't make it. Here do you go. Hey, here's some money. I need money for rent again. I didn't make it. And they continue to go for you and you continue to be that crutch for them. That's a problem. You need to move on. and They need to move on. And they need to figure out how to take care of their own problems first. And circumstances does not stop you from moving forward. That's all there is to it. You can tell me, oh, well, my parents didn't have any money, so I'm not going to have any money. Bullshit. You can do whatever it takes to move forward. Lots of jobs that I've had. You know, let's talk about it from a monetary standpoint because that's what everyone thinks about, like being successful is money, right? Lots of jobs that I've had have been at a poverty level. Teaching was at a poverty level. More, people make more at McDonald's than teachers do in Idaho. I, you think I'm joking? I'm not kidding. Started out at $38,000 a year. Try to buy a house on $38,000 a year. You cannot. And it was tough to make rent and you're living paycheck to paycheck. Now I had a choice, right? My circumstances were that I did not graduate high school or I graduated high school, but I did not graduate college. I failed out. I had two choices. Go back to school and get a degree and work harder than I did the first time or just keep doing what I was doing. Right, So I go back and I get a degree and start teaching and I make less money as a teacher than I did for 11 years changing tires. A choice I made. But I realized when I was teaching, I couldn't make ends meet and I couldn't support my family in a way that was good for us. So I got a different job. You have circumstances. You have to work hard. You are able to do that. Okay. So this is kind of like the other side of the conversation that we're going to have about this book with the, with the go-giver because um, this is the last part of that. This is the last thing I'm going to talk about with the go-giver because it is in the book. I really suggest you go look at it. It's by Bob Berg and uh, John David Mann. Go read the book. It's really good. It talks about a lot of things. We've talked about the law of value. So what is value? How do you define value? Your real value is defined by how much more value you give than how much you get paid. So giving value, but then there can be another side of that, right? There can be a side where you give too much value to someone and they take advantage of that. And that's kind of what I was talking about a little earlier. Law of compensation. Your income is decided by the number of people you serve and how well you serve them. So if you're working somewhere, you're serving people. Everything that you do is serving people. When I was a tire salesman, I was serving people and helping them to be able to get their transportation going where they need to. When I was a teacher, I was serving children and helping them to be a part of society, which was very hard, by the way, um, because they don't care as much as they used to. Um, you know, when you're serving the people that I'm, I'm selling window coverings to value when I'm serving you, I'm giving you value by trying to help you move forward using some of the tools and tactics that I used to get where I am. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not anything special. I do 
continue to work and do the best that I can, no matter what it is that I'm doing. Law of influence. Influence is defined by how often and other people or how often and how much you focus on others' interest first. Okay. So your influence is like, what are you doing? How are you influencing other people? And are you helping them to be better? Or are you just tearing them down? Are you influencing them to be negative or positive? Those types of things. And then this very last one that we're going to talk about today is called the law of receptivity. And I'm going to lead, read this little blurb to you. And this, like I said, this is out of the book, The Go-Giver. You should go check it out. It's only a couple hours. You read, you read, probably take you a day to read. If you're reading the whole thing, if you listen to it, it took me like two and a half hours to listen to. Most books that you listen to now are like on Audible because that's what I do. I listen to them on Audible as I'm driving around or um, they're like 15, 16 hours. So it could take, take lots of days to do that. And if you're listening to them half hour chunks like I do, then it takes a while. So the law of receptivity. What does receptive mean? That means to be able to take the information or, or receive the information, right? To give effectively, you must open. You must be open to receive. This is something that I seriously struggle with, and I'm going to read the rest of it, and I'm going to tell you why. Giving and receiving are two sides of the same coin. There can be no act of giving without concurrent act of receiving, just like how you cannot exhale without inhaling. Practice receiving the next time someone pays you as a pays you a compliment, simply accept graciously by saving by saying thank you and with a smile. So, I have a hard time accepting compliments. It is very difficult for me to accept compliments because I look at things in a way that I should be doing these things anyway. It shouldn't be something that I'm expected to do, but that's how I look at it. I'm expected to do that. I don't need a compliment. It's part of what I'm supposed to do, so I do not accept them very very well. When someone says thank you, you know, you're taught to say you're welcome. I say it, but I have a hard time saying it because it's like I I, I usually say, well, you know, um I uh it's just doing my job. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, no need to do that. This is this is what I'm here for, you know, that that type of thing. Like not just saying thank you, you know, and, and taking it for what it's worth because the person says it no matter what. I'm very good at saying thank you to other people. So, and have a great day. You know, you walk into a gas station and people are kind of taken, you know, um, aback when you do that. But think about that. Next time you go into a convenience store, right? And you go grab a couple sodas or energy drink or whatever you're getting and you go up to the counter and then you walk away. Tell them thank you, but then say also, I hope you have a great day. And see the look on their face. Kind of observe it and see what they say. Because a lot of times they're not, you know, that just may make their day anyway, but a lot of times they're not expecting that. Um, people say hello to me. Like this is something that is very like, I'm, I'm bad at accepting that, at re- receiving that, you know. Um, because when someone says hello, I'm just like, uh, how's it going? Like, I don't, I don't ever say hello back. Like, you know, it's hello. How are you? Or hello. And I feel like every time I say whatever I say, it's awkward. Hey, how's it going? You know, like that's a little bit different because it's a conversation starter, right? But when you just say hello, it's like, what are you supposed to say after that? And these are cues that I have a tough, a tough time with because I, I just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Um, but being able to receive that 
is what you what you need to be able to do. And in the book, they talk about inhaling and exhaling, right? If you really think about what you're doing when you're inhaling and exhaling, okay, you must do one without the other, right? You're breathing in the good, you're breathing out the bad, but guess what? Someone else is receiving the bad and you're receiving the good. And to them, to it, we're talking about like plants, trees, and things like that, they receive our oxygen, our carbon dioxide, right? What we breathe out and we receive what they breathe out. So without one, there's not another. So without giving, you can't receive. And without receiving, you can't give. So it's an interesting, interesting conversation. But you have to practice receiving and then giving back. Practice receiving. The next time someone pays you a compliment, simply accept it graciously by saying thank you and smiling. Because they didn't just give you the compliment because they thought that you know, you needed to hear it. They did it because they meant it. And I think that that's the hardest thing for me. That's something that I need to work on myself. Um, out of all of these laws, I feel like this was probably the hardest one. I'm trying to be a better person. And that's what I'm challenging you to do, to be a better person every single day. It doesn't matter what you do. Are you doing the best that you can with what you have? That is the point of this whole thing. That is the point of shaping success. That is the point of me doing this. I've been doing this for four years now, almost. Almost, I say almost, it's three and a half years, right? This is, I, I don't like calling them seasons. I think it's weird because this is the fourth season, right? But I go by year. So this is the fourth year that I've been doing this. And I've done a lot of talking by myself right now because I want you to just understand the things that I do and the processes that I go through. And, and success is designed and generated and um, defined by you, right? Like you define what that is. You choose what that looks like. And for me, I am successful. And there are some people who don't think I am. And that's fine. That's their choice to think that. There are some people who live in the past who can't get out of the past and go to the and, and move forward. This is a this is a phrase you're going to hear from me over and over again because it is so important to be able to move forward. You cannot be stuck in the mud. You cannot continue to just do the same thing over and over again if you're not getting the results that you want. You have to be willing to change something. And just like we talked about in an earlier story, if you're having a hard time paying your rent, but you continue to keep working at the same job that you're at or living in the same situation that you're in, you're not moving forward. You're stuck, right? And it may seem like there's a big mountain to climb, but I promise you, if you think outside the box, you will find a way to make it happen. Seek out people. Seek out knowledge. Build upon your base and make it better. And reading is a great way to start, 100%. This Go-Giver book, it talks a little bit about sales, but I'm telling you right now, it's about life. There are people that you are connected with that you have not cultivated a relationship that may be able to help you. Reach out to them, have a conversation, and build a rapport. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. 
westsidewesttankersley.com if you have some guest ideas. I'm still going to be interviewing guests, but right now I'm not really seeking them out because, again, like I talked about in the last episode, I'm having a hard time recording in the space that I am um, because it's just different. I can't wait to have my own recording space where I can just walk out my door, go sit in my studio, and talk. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. 